Tell you what, it's I'm a... gonna hit record, and I'll, we're just gonna start recording whenever. <laughs> strange people it's a strange vibe i had the opportunity to wander around the downtown area i think they call it lodo which uh on a wednesday night obviously i'm not being too judgmental because it is a wednesday night but was pretty empty um for a city for an area metro area of a couple million people seems seems pretty pretty bleak down there um there were about 600 restaurants, all of which seem to be the exact same thing. No chains, but uh, no real differentiation between. There's just either Mexican or some type of American restaurant, nothing unique. It seems like also a place where homeless people trying to get to like San Francisco and LA just get kind of stuck for a while because uh, it's kind of on the way and they, they say, hey, I'll just panhandle here for a while and it's just a dead end place. Uh, before you get over the mountains. And I think similarly to the people who had uh, gone to Denver originally, you know, when they were first settling those areas and they saw the mountains, they're like, hey, let's just stop here. I feel like a lot of people still do that, especially the unhoused population, which there's quite a bit of in Denver. But all in all, uh, a place that I, I felt had uh, little in terms of culinary uh, options, little in terms of uh, culture uh, and and is just uh, just a place, you know. What food turned you off? Would would you have a meal? Were you there at a restaurant visit? It's just not good. Just not. Just, it's just average food for average people. For our Colorado listeners, <laughs> um, what what I just want to uh, back up is that. Lee is coming from a well-deserved point of criticism. He can make these critiques. So please don't go on Reddit or email and channel any anger about uh, your hometown or your home state. I don't uh, even think the people there care. I don't, I don't I didn't. I, there's a lot of stores that sell stuff with Colorado on it. Um, you know, like shirts and, and memorabilia for Colorado. I just don't, I don't feel like the people there actually care where they are or what they eat. And that's why the food is, is, and, and kind of the vibe is just whatever. I, I, I don't feel like there's a lot of effort really put in. Do you have a favorite meal, your go-to when business traveling? I would say the corporate steakhouse, but Tim Dillon did a great bit on the corporate steakhouse a long time ago. So I'm not even going to go on that. I think Mexican is always solid because drinking margaritas in a business environment is just seems appropriate. Yeah. I think the office also did a bit on that, like a Chili's, you know, like a Mexican type environment. Um, you can kind of, you can kind of eat a little a la carte, you know, have a couple tacos. It's not like you're getting served a big, uh, big meal or something. So I think, I think the Mexican 
and going in the Mexican route, the Mexican route is uh, pretty, pretty tuned in for the business traveler. Fast, efficient, usually affordable. You're getting on, usually you're on a per diem. So the company's paying you by day that you're there. So the less you spend, the more you're going to be able to recoup. Uh, so I think that's going to be the, the go-to at the end. But the corporate steakhouse always has a place in my heart. And I think it does for many people. Hard to beat a good steak after a long day's work or a half day's work. You look, you're looking at <laughs> or a quarter a day's work. You're looking, you're looking at a meeting. You're talking, talking is energy. We've talked about it on the show before the calorie, the caloric intake needed to come up with um, just the wherewithal, the strength, the power to admit from the gut. Uh, to hit with your words and punch above your weight. It takes a lot of effort. You can't fake it. You can't just step up and start uh, say, oh, I want to I want to write a book. I want to uh, set up a screenplay. I want to create a podcast. You can't just say that you're going to you're going to fall flat on your face several times. Sure, it hasn't happened to us, but it's you can't count on the minority of situation to come through the majority of your time or even partial to your time. Personally, food, I understand the taco. I understand the, the bit. Uh, it's, a, it's an American bit, tacos, Mexican food, the whole thing, the corporate restaurant in general. It's a lot of fun to go to Chili's. Oh, hell yeah. I, I mean, you, you, what are you going to do? Uh, Get the pitcher, margarita pitcher. We're gonna get, yeah. uh, we're gonna give you some appetizers. Maybe they don't bring out the chips and salsa to the table, or maybe they do, or maybe you gotta go to your local Mexican restaurant to get that. That's what the crew wants to get started with. It's a sign of uh, hospitality whenever you're greeted with the chips, e salsa. It is a big part of culture in uh, North America, Colorado. You slack on your cuisine and you slack on your tourism. Maybe everybody. I'm sure they have good Mexican food, though. Like, I just want to I want to clarify that. I don't want to go too far. I'm sure they have good Mexican food. I don't okay. doubt it. It's OK. We can uh, we but... can be bold here and we could say that Colorado might have <laughs> terrible Mexican food. Wow. It's alleged. It hasn't been. <laughs> you know, we can we can go. We, we're not afraid to go in these directions. Will they have a better spread in Colorado? Then Kentucky, maybe Wyoming, maybe North Dakota, maybe Canada. I feel like they have better Mexican food than like a place like New Hampshire. I feel like that's a given. You got to be not as close, but never, never under, underestimate a city's cuisine. That's why stay tuned to next season. We're going to do a on the road with Lee and Ryan. <laughs> Uh, hot, hot food, hot takes, quick garbage. It'll be um, a mini series. We're gonna bring bring to you best eats around the country, every place that we've been, every place that everyone's talking about. What, where, where are you gonna get a burger? Right at a certain time of day when you have a burger craving. How are you gonna get your favorite rotisserie chicken back to your house when you don't know what grocery store sells it for a dollar cheaper than the average of the other three? These are places that locals know and they, they're ideas that the locals have. And they keep on to pretty tightly because it's not easy um, to uh, have all that power and the knowledge 
local knowledge. That's so we're going to be hitting thing. the streets and asking people where to get a uh, rotisserie chicken and a yeah. the best rotisserie. Ch- what's the best rotisserie chicken in a five mile radius? I feel um, like if you ask someone on the street that you're going to get a good answer. Yeah, I don't. I can't go five miles. I can go more than that. <laughs> Psych. There's good chicken everywhere where I live. So America, suck it. I tell you, there is a consensus, though, that some of the bigger cities, uh, older cities with a higher historic immigrant population have um, the unrivaled, untouchable, top chef level cuisine. Yeah. Getting talking about it gets me excited. I'm a foodie. We're just a couple of foodies on the mic here. And that's a great point. That's a great point. You know, Ryan, I've always been a champion of diversity and I didn't see much diversity in in the city, in Denver, uh, right. it was, it, it just seemed like a monoculture. And when you have just one group of people, I'm sure I listen, I'm sure there's, uh, there's some, but, uh, when you only have one group of people, your food's going to suffer. Yeah. I, when those people are white people, like just your average white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, they're not going to be able to create good cuisine. Where are the Italians? Where are the South Americans? Where are the Asians? Where are my people there? I didn't see many as I walked the streets. So I feel like that's a good point that you're making. Like, hey, maybe because there's no diversity in that place, um, that could be a reason. These places, especially after a certain point west and a certain point north from the southern border and mm-hmm. from the, the coast, coast, coast to coast, at a certain point, some of these cities have a look about them like you're walking through a college campus. They just look like a certain class of people. And even though it might not be one specific race, there is a broad umbrella ideology in comparison to that of the rest of the country as a whole. You're gonna generalize one population. The college campus tends to have an, a more homogenized worldview, um, a more universal standard of beliefs shared. Of course, something that, that would be hard as hell to capture in today's dynamic and schizophrenic cultural blanket whatever's happening in this country uh, at any point there is a million different takes upon it but if you're gonna if you're gonna say there's one community out there that would represent the most types of americans one of those communities is academia the college campus you're going to take a cross section, do some averages here of all students and their political beliefs compared to any other cross section uh, analysis or median opinion of another community. Maybe the college educated group is going to have the, the most broadest bell curve of an opinion about society. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that to be pretty true. And what was the next question? I didn't have any questions. 
Come on, man. How many push-ups you want to do here, pal? Saturday afternoon, Ryan. What you got? What you got going on this afternoon? What's part of the agenda? Working hard. Um, a couple, a couple trips completed. A couple trips coming up. We have some media releases um, on deck, and we have some that have just hit the airwaves. Um, look, we're as, at the time we're recording this. We're also releasing episode. Five part two. We're gonna uh, have a catch up on all things NFL draft recap and uh, just a few more what's happenings from uh, the events leading up to this week. And um, big things happening all over the media sphere. Um, big news in the uh, judicial branch uh, of our government. We're getting spicy takes on hardcore uh, data leaks from the tight circle of judges in this country. Uh, we have opinions about people, um, or p- people having opinions about, oh, is that proper to have a leak? What are you referring to? We have are you talking about the Amber Heard trial. And that's the right. Depp trial. That's okay. right. What leaked in, and there was a sensitive document uh, or message that was leaked from one party to the other. Let's Is it Amber Heard's going to come and kill your baby? Is that it? Amber Heard had an extreme choice that she felt needed to be imposed upon the rest of her household. And JD said, I don't think that the rest of the household should be confound to the decisions you made for them. So it was a, mm-hmm. it was a back and forth, typical Hollywood stuff. Everybody's, yeah. everybody's involved. So everyone's holding on for dear life with that. Go back to a previous episode and check out our conversation going into full detail about the Depp Heard trial. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's the only legal thing I've really heard about. Uh, the JD trial, which uh, I'm following very closely and we'll have updates for, they've been on a break for the week. So I think early next week, there's going to be a cross-examination. Amber Heard's been uh, testifying and there's going to be a, uh, the Johnny Depp's lawyers, I think are going to have a chance to break her down. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens there, but I don't know. I, is there, is there some other judicial information that's come out? There was a judicial drama in my life where I have been watching a new show called Staircase or The Staircase, a gripping drama that takes on a murder, true crime story 
for um, a family, and not just any family, someone running for office in North Carolina, the Durham area, and it was national news, and there was a document, a documentary that was getting filmed as the trial was getting sentenced uh, over the months that it took for each side to gather their stuff and then have the court date. And however that works out from the documentary, you get a movie and the movie is what I just watched. So it's kind of the account of the account of the account. So it was kind of confusing about is this, how real is this movie? What's really happening? But it was released as like a multiple episode on HBO max. Pretty fucking tight. Check it so, out. This woman, just to give a, like a, a brief synopsis of what I'm reading here on Wikipedia. And you've seen the whole thing already? All three series. So spoiler alert. Oh, it's like three series. Well, I don't know. I don't really know anything about the, the, whole, the whole series. But apparently uh, this woman, Kathleen Peterson, was found by her husband unconscious in her home. Her husband said that he fell down the stairs. But her injuries reflected much more than that. She had a matrix of severe injuries, several lacerations to the top and back of her head, consistent with blows from a blunt object, and died from blood loss 90 minutes to two hours after sustaining the injuries. So uh, some of the investigator investigation experts there uh, started reconsidering whether the husband was innocent there. And I guess that's kind of what the documentary covers. Am I correct? Yes, that happened all over the course of the docu-series type where it took you back and forth, it jumped up and down the timeline. So all that information that was happening, they did a pretty good job of, of pumping it out because the craziest thing about the story is that, that they have so much other shit on this guy and you start to realize, yeah, there's, there's no way that he didn't do it. So again, spoiler alert, if anyone that hasn't seen it, I recommend seeing it pause this episode, watch it, and come right back. Anyone um, looking for a good show, check out The Staircase. So the guy has a background in the military, works as an author, is a big uh, military-type valor guy, I, I think as part of his aesthetic as a writer and through his other projects and then into politics. Turns out... <laughs> He had another wife that he found dead at the bottom of a staircase 20 years prior. So oh. you're thinking, yeah. yeah. So you're thinking, okay, what's happening here? This is clear that this man has an issue and then got away with it and then had an issue and thought he could just take care of it again. Uh, crazy, crazy fucking tale. It's, it, it's taken up. Um, you know, a good part of my, my week so far. Grip just getting sinking my teeth into so this something, sounds, so something that came out on Netflix uh back in twenty eight. No, the original release was in two thousand four. Two thousand four was probably when it came out because the murder happened like a month after two thousand one. A month after, like right yeah. around nine eleven. And so it, it follows a pretty interesting time in, in our history. Um so it was right it was after, created right uh, around in in France, yeah, in France, yeah, uh, through uh, Canal Plus, which is their probably like the the major uh, pr production group in, in 
in France in one of their main channels uh, did this back in 2004. And then they kind of, I guess, kept updating it over time. Is that the feel of it? Yeah. How many, how many, uh, what's the juice score of that, of this, of uh, the stair- staircase? We, uh, we give this one a five sloppy, juicy, loaded, large bucket of popcorn rating. Awesome. Check I'm, it out. I'm check going out our to critics uh, corner. check it out now. After watching the series, scrolling on social media, I got my first promoted tweet in a while in a different language, and it was in French for Montreal. So it's amazing how that happens. You just leave your phone somewhere around the shows that you're watching, and it learns how to adapt to the things that you're doing. <laughs> it's the sweetest sweetheart tech. Tech, you know, a lot of people say big tech is evil, but I think they're a bunch of. It sounds like a warm hug to me. Yeah, it was you know? nice. It was nice. Here yeah. I am. Well, I'm glad to know you're listening. Here I Thank am, you. alone. But my my phone's now talking back to me in a way that is <laughs> breaking the fourth wall. Your phone, your phone can do that for you. Life is good, folks. I hope everyone is enjoying the uh, the series so far here. That you're listening to on uh, Spotify or Apple iTunes, Garbage Juice Podcast. Lots coming up on the on the future of this show. Big things happening. What uh, do we got? Well, uh, late summer, uh, August, mid August, the sit down at Mar-a-Lago ah, brunch yeah. sit down. Some big names coming up. Of course, we're we're not able to say anything yet. So stay tuned on on that big event. Been hard at work releasing lots of new content. Uh, on YouTube. How many followers are we up to on Truth now? I think it was around a thousand, a couple thousand last time wow. I checked. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. We just got on there. Yeah. I mean, people are just finding out about us, is the thing. Most of our users don't have iPhones. They, they can't afford them. So as soon as, uh, as soon as we start getting set up, as soon as they get it set up on Google Play, our Android friends can start downloading Truth and using it. I feel like that's going to quadruple. Absolutely. Yeah, right there, bud. Just uh, everyday uh, indigestion. <laughs> yeah. Problematic stomach acid. So I make demon. Well, we talked noises. about our. We talked about our support for weak stomach bros. A day in the life. Well, uh, we're gonna put a new hashtag hashtag out there. Hashtag prayers for Ryan. Prayers Get for indigestion. Settle, settled down. Prayers for his tummy. That will be. That's one of our hashtags com- coming up. And speaking of a day in the life, I have a video that I'd like to share. Weekend in the life of a 26-year-old in New York City. Friday was one of Reddit's mental health days, so I had the day off. And I city biked over to Mud in East Village to get brunch with my coworkers. They have a really dope outdoor space. Was decently buzzed, so then we headed to Maiden Lane on Avenue B, one of my favorite spots. Then I started making my way over to Bushwick for my friend Zita's pop-up for her brand Your Name. It's super cool, go check it out. The vibes were just like 10 out of 10. It was so much fun. And I even got a tattoo. Cute, right? Later, Allie and I went to Jeff's house party and then he took us to Playhouse in West Village. Not the best Saturday morning for me, but it was a perfect day. So Mad, Cece and I biked the bridge, went to the Bedford in Williamsburg, before they got tatted at Live by the Sword. Weston invited us to Knickerbocker's one-year anniversary barbecue party in Soho. Everyone was super stylish. 
I don't know what this clip is. Later, Dakota gave us the hookup with the Illusions DJ set in Hudson Yards. Zach feeling himself again. Woke up on the couch on Sunday, and I needed a hangover walk, so I headed over to Aust Cafe on Grand on the Lower East Side, where Laura then met up with me, said what's up with the homies at One of One and LES, and then vibed out at Washington Square Park. Quick pit stop at 7B Horseshoe Bar on Avenue B. Then I got home and made dinner, and that was my weekend. <laughs> hey, yo, yo, what's good? What's good? Uh, day in the life of a 36-year-old. It's 2.30 in the afternoon. I uh, just woke up. Let's go see who's delivering food. Hey, all right. Grubhub just showed up with my order. It's been about two hours and 45 minutes. It cost me... Uh, just over $32, but I finally got these chicken tendies from McDonald's. No, no cap, not even close to being full from that meal, but what's the player going to do? I ain't got any scratch, so going to go drive some Uber. Let me ask you a question. Maybe it's just because of my heritage. When I see things like this, I'm just like, well, how does someone like this support all their activities? What, what do you mean? Going to uh, a restaurant 38 times <laughs> in 72 hours? <laughs> just a consecutive, constant restaurant <laughs> hunt. Because what the fuck else are you going to do? This is very possibly CIA propaganda. It doesn't even have to be. It just would work as such. There are people that like right out of college get a job that they can support an active lifestyle and social lifestyle. It's not a lot of people. And a couple of them can be young, beautiful models while doing it. And at that point, the world is your oyster because people want that example of something young, fresh, hip, cool, fun. Because that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants to just go to brunch all day. Folks, we're going to brunch with some of the biggest names in South Florida. Mid to late August, summer 2022. Coming at you with more details later on. But people want that solid meal. It traditionally would have egg in it, but probably mostly is not having a lot of egg in it. Especially if you go to a place like Denver. You go to one of their major brunch rows. It's not going to have a lot of dairy. It's okay to not focus your entire brunch around egg. Um, there's so much more to the nonchalance that's poetically portrayed. The actor model in this TikTok, uh, shout out to this person. They have a great content. I'm sure this video was amazing. I loved watching it. It was, it was sunny, fresh vibes. I appreciate that. Here's the thing. Th that person didn't just roll out of bed like they said they did. They had to tell their friend, hey, get up. I need you to film me looking shaggy and disheveled like I just woke up. Hey, film me waking up. Just do it. Just put that camera on. And then I'm going to then film me up. Film me the next day. Let's get some brunch because I'm off this weekend. Now, a lot of Americans, they don't really have a weekend off. That's a part of their time to um, buy into indoctrinated grind set models to help them make their next 
uh, investment or speculative purchases that will then help them get ahead. Maybe that they can have a weekend off and they can go to that cool brunch place that apparently if you get to a good place in life, you can go to brunch multiple times a day. I just, I feel like you didn't care about any of it. My, my impression was that literally none of it mattered. That's the magic. That's the vibe. (laughs) That's it. It was the nonchalance of it all that if you remember, if you can remember what it's like to be younger, to have so much more hope than you do right now for a world with so much potential, think about, think back to before you could ever give any thought to some of the more harsh criticism before you could maybe be open up to all of that, the naive bliss, uh, the, the laissez-faire, pure, sunshiny, blissful vibes. How, how did that maybe force you to want to replicate that culture, lifestyle, being, presence, godlike figure? Think about how you might have reflected it into the world around you and for someone to be young and to have the resources maybe they're going to promote what they have been given and promote what they want from the world they're going to sprinkle in they're going to add in their specific brand right the the specific angle that they want to they want to dash on this like some hot sauce is that actually it's very totally much easy. Like it's, it's, it's absolutely like the most totally easy. much easy. <laughs> that's so that's so chill, bro. Like on God, it's you know it's just about putting your your mind to something, and then from that point on, like everything your dream is not impossible anymore. I felt like I had taken some ketamine with him through that weekend or something like I, I had engaged in some sort of downer because nothing, it was just irrelevant. Like, yeah, here's all the things I did, but I don't really care. This isn't even like a, a crazy weekend for me. <laughs> the, the entire world, the entire world that we live in is that one video D from it's always sunny where she finds out that people are watching her or something. She, it got ratings. And so she then portrays a super vainglorious type, was just assuming that she could pull off a character that people would want to see or listen to and was so full of herself that it made the, the whole show like that much funnier because she was so good about acting through that and being able to like portray that character of just someone so full of themselves that they think people were watching for her talent when it was really something completely off. And I don't quite remember it, but it's just always that picture in my head whenever I see this, because it is where we're, where we've like barreled towards. It's almost like a self-awareness filter about yourself is just a governor. That's a lot more fun. If you just remove that part of you, just take that part out. And just go on good vibes, get together with your crew. And every time that you transfer from one friend to another, 
make sure that that transfer happens with a meal and a meal in between the meals. So have when, the you, meal. when you have, I mean, it seems that he has, I don't know, 600 friends that, that he can just kind of spin off of one to the other. And at that point, do, do friend, do friendships have any meaning? It's the, it's the extend, it's the extenuation of the college campus. Cause this is yeah. like, it's then it then becomes the workplace and your workplace. is not like any other workplace. It's its own community. It's, it has its own cafeteria and gym. And then when you don't have to go to work, you you're still within basically the same walled compound of your city of your area. And outside of the big cities, the walled compound effect is something that's happened more. It's going to happen more and more. And you're just going to have the only connection in between neighborhoods will be interstate freeway type traffic. And each community will be strictly blocked off because it's, you don't need riffraff running through there. You don't need public rail systems connecting these places. You don't need people possibly walking through because they live on one side of you, but their works on the other side of you. Having all this uh, possible space to just roam around and, and have the world be your three-day university life as a real life, it's, it's going to be an option for people moving forward. That dream is not going to go for away. Who? For who, though? I mean, I get this. It's, yeah. it's, I feel bad for young people who are, we'll see are that and sucked, think, will sucked into that and think that that's yeah. actually, you know, yeah, for, for people who come from certain uh, families that can, you know, pay your rent in Manhattan and pay off your credit card. And there's a lot of people who can do that. I was never one of those people. I think a lot of our listeners probably aren't going to be those people, but if you're one of those people, yeah, you can live that life indefinitely. And that guy, uh, someone like that, I'm not saying that guy, I don't know him, but he's going to wake up, he's going to be 35, he's going to have a drinking problem, and he's going to be really unhappy. You can hear it in his voice, how much he cares, like nothing really matters, nothing is important. These are just all friends, and these are all just things I do. And it was Mental Health Day at Reddit, I guess he works at Reddit, it was Mental Health Day. So like, you know, not, you know, we're going out, we're getting a buzz, whatever. It's fun. It's cool. We had the vibe. There's no relevance to any of it. None of it's important. None of it progresses you, your soul, your sense of self. It does nothing. And someone who's young, who's 21, 22, coming out of college and seeing that being like, wow, that just looks like the best life. It's not. It's not. That dude is fucking, he's messing himself up every single day. Uh, That it's a moment in time where, and I've thought about this a lot, and I've had these times in my life where it was like a moment in time where I was just kind of ghosting through experiences like people that you have in your phone and a couple of years later, you look through your phone, you've got 400 phone numbers in there and you know, four, four people. You're like, well, how did all these numbers come to exist? They're just people that you knew and you met being drunk out somewhere. So there's, there's no meaning to any of it. And I would, I, unfortunately there's not a lot of, uh, cause this is just shit that anyone can do. If you have money, what the kids need to be looking at, patreon.com forward slash garbage juice check us out because we're getting to the realness in life and this this man's life is going to leave you empty inside is what my co-mike uh fellow beautifully brained uh sigma male i think is trying to get at it's i'm not saying it from critical standpoint i'm saying it from a standpoint that i've been there i've been that dude 
maybe not in New York City, like going to 1500 restaurants uh, in a month, but in a similar sense where I was just drifting through these experiences and none of them actually had any meaning. They were fun for a few moments and then we passed on to something else, passed on to something else. And then eventually you've passed on seven, eight years of your life and you're like, well, where am I? What have I done? What have I accomplished? What have I achieved? How have I grown? And the answer is going to be nothing and very little. One of the easiest ways a growing mind can see themselves conquering or just being ahead. Some have called it winning. How many people are winning? And here it is, folks. This is why you listen to the show every week. Time for counterpoint. Here we go. Everything that you said about this beautiful model boy, absolutely true. But will he go on and have a happy, beautiful life after this? Possible. That is possible. That only solidifies. If his- people can get addicted to heroin and wind up living in a box underneath a, uh, a in a sewer system and, ha- and come away and live a happy life. You know, he's he's in a much better situation than that. So if we talk about a story, there is no way to, to battle the story itself without having a level of assumption on a possibility. Do you favor him possibly not making the most out of these decisions in his youth? What I'd say to that is statistically, he's going to have some stuff that's going to come up. But listener, as we all know, he might float his way through the brunchiest brunch dog, top brunch. Hey, we might see him at Mar-a-Lago in August at the top dog's brunch. He might be listening to the show. Uh, he might be a fan of the show. We don't know. We love his content as well, and we're going to keep promoting it. Uh, we'll go back and check well, out. I don't want to. I don't want to pick this guy in particular because I think because if you look at everything he's doing, he's not alone. He's representing. You know, wanna, we are generalizing. He. He. You're, we, yeah. We're right to do it. He is representing a thing that we all see out there, and it's tough to put to words because what is it specifically? There's an Italian word for nonchalance that starts with an S P something there's uh some it's very hard to come to these terms at times of things that are happening in the moment that they're happening but we've seen this happen throughout generations but it just looks slightly different and what it looks like now how we're accessing it and how readily available it is for youth to access it gives the um, possibility that more people are going to see the thing that leads most people into the thing that's not shown on Homeboy's channel. And it's right to bring it up because 
it is commonplace. So the, the generalizing speak that we do is necessary. Because how else the fuck are we going to talk to each other? Even the language we're itself. More, I, we're more of calling out like Gen Z here, right? Gen Z, out, 20, I, 23. If out, you're 23, you're born in 1999. 22, you're born in 2000. I mean, you're, you're Gen Z 100% in that situation. Um, you know, what, what are those people doing? What is their life like in a city like Manhattan? And it just seems like passing between things that, that mean nothing, that cost a lot of money. And exactly why you listen to the show is because everyone knows that a call out comes with at minimal 4D level chess gaming in, in the mind. You have to be chess gaming constantly, multiple dimensions, way beyond the third dimension. If you're going to get any credit in your own life, bringing things up to you being the star player, having your best content foot forward for your next project in life. Check in the show notes. We're going to have some links to some upcoming conferences this fall. We're going to do some live speaking events, and we're going to bring you through step-by-step step how this works and how, how you actuate a lifestyle that you dream about, that you put on your, your, your night table when you wake up at your side table. You put that dream aside, and then you put on your worker hat, and you give up on that dream. You're going to hear about it from two guys that, that keep that working hat and we're going to be at the, the best Western all. in uh, in Roswell, Georgia, for the start of our speaking tour. Go through right. a few different cities, uh, mainly in Best Westerns, maybe a few Motel Sixes. Right there, uh, right off like this, that. right off the seventy-five, eighty-five <laughs> off ramp. You'll find us. There's a Kia dealership and a McDonald's. We're going to have a coffee chat in that morning if there's no continental breakfast. Details to come. But you listen, you listen to the show because. Again, counterpoint here, we're thinking about all angles. We understand that this is uh, a funny video to watch and we're having fun with it. But we also understand that this is a thing that people look and say, ew, Gen Z. But then you also understand that you're understanding that you understand that it's something that's easy to miss by the eye. So you miss the thing that's allowing the thing to spread the thing because you're just writing it off initially as this is dumb. Well, at a certain point, if a video gets enough attention, then that video then becomes, it could go from dumb to savant, right? It could go anywhere in between. Yeah, it, it's almost... So, it's almost it, like a does he know what he's doing yeah, so much yeah. that he has yeah. the power to create and that the putting to words is not always to putting to story is not always the role of the alpha in society. The alpha is often the person that does the life, that does the journey, that does the sports accomplishment, and it's the other in society that is better to articulate the monumentous event. So the powerful right. event that of brunching all fucking weekend couldn't be told by your, your local uh, brunch, Chad, right? Your, your local alpha Chad bruncher, male or female he just goes to brunch, male, female, or, uh, or non-gender someone that's doing it the best in their community. They're not going to necessarily be able to have the means to put out the TikTok video. So there is and maybe it's even person. a cry for help 
in some ways, like a cry for help. It's 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 either between so a cry for debt. help. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've taken on so much debt that I have uh, links to my OnlyFans. I'm showing videos of my brunch plates. Please give me money. That could be a possibility. It could be a cry for help slash advertisement for services of the sexual sort. And or it is a something we're missing. It could just be a rally cry or like a triumphant yell. Yes, I am here. I am doing it doesn't really know how to do that. But it's 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 you know, we've talked a lot about uh, this this point in society where we're at either being the start of something completely insanely great or the complete collapse of society. When you know, I think we use the example of women selling their farts in jars as kind of that 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 turning point between those two two radical elements that society can move to. I'm putting this gentleman on the same trajectory and saying a lot of these people are either this is a massive cry for their mental health that they're slowly slipping away into, uh, and I use the word nihilism a lot, but that's what I feel from here, or complete uh, degeneracy. Alternatively, it is a triumphant cry of here is where we are in 2022. I am at the top of the world. Nothing matters to me because I'm such a, a complete individual. There is nothing that impresses me. There is nothing that I haven't experienced in my life 22 years. I am so triumphant in that knowledge. And I'm just showing you these types of experiences I'm having to help you understand that this is uh, the complete human. This is the complete element that we've reached after you know, a couple of million years of evolution. Damn, dog. No doubt. Okay, so you're a rocket scientist. That don't impress me much. Bye-bye. So you got the brains, but have you got the touch? Now don't get me wrong, yeah, I think you're all right. But that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. That don't impress me much. It should fall out of place